0: Everyone knows how to play poker. But do you know how to play poker well? Well, Get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play. Where to play. And how to play better poker. This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts, Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez.
1: And welcome once again, everyone. Big Dave tonight flying solo here. ...in the studios in Pembroke Pines. Joe is uh, out of town, so we will uh, we will hang in there and uh, pull the show for you tonight. And we're talking about the Seminole Hard Rocks' uh, first attempt with the World Series of Poker Circuit. Uh, certainly looking forward to uh, uh, have, seeing the main event, which uh, comes around next weekend. But uh, so far, they have reached about the halfway point. Five tournaments in the books, five rings given out thus far. We'll give you some of those early results and uh, we'll talk about some other things in the world of poker uh, a lot of controversy out there right now a uh, big story out of california the gardens casino in los angeles um uh, pulled some shenanigans and uh, the players called them on it so uh we'll talk about that i actually uh reached out to matt savage who uh, of course works uh out there in los angeles for the commerce casino and uh he has uh, been pretty vocal in criticizing uh, on Twitter. Uh, at least at the very beginning, I think uh, since they are competitors, a lot of people might try to say uh, that because he's a competitor, you know, he's going to be very, uh, he's not going to let up on him. But uh, the truth is, uh, Matt is one of the uh, true ambassadors of the game, and when players are uh, treated with uh, misdeeds, he certainly is going to speak out uh, and will do his best. He's always done his best to try to. Uh, accommodate players with the things that they want and the things they're looking for and really has been one of the great tournament directors and now to see something happen in this hometown we'll get to that a little bit later but um, it's the old hawaiian gardens casino which is trying to be put on the map as far as uh, uh, you know a a major player in tournament uh, poker out there in the los angeles area there's already already the bicycle the commerce casino and You know, a couple others in the area, but uh, they are trying to put themselves on the map. So we'll see what happens uh, with this one. But uh, certainly players are unhappy, and I do want to talk about this story. Uh, You know, it would be good to talk with Joe, who's been a tournament director, been a uh, a poker manager, and how he would handle some of these things. Certainly he would never do what they did, and uh, we'll get to that in just a second. But I do want to talk first about the World Series of Poker Circuit. I was over there last night, and uh, by the way, I went to to Kuro, the the sushi restaurant, which is outstanding. Uh, They have this uh, program here in South Florida for the the summer months, a couple of summer months, called uh, Miami Spice. And this is actually the Fort Lauderdale version, which used to be called uh, Dine Out South Florida and is now called Crave Fort Lauderdale. But uh, they had a special deal where you go to these uh, high-end restaurants. You pay 30. It's a set menu, three courses usually. And you pay like 30, 37 or $39, depending which county you're in, and you get a great meal. So Kuro is very expensive and a place that I would probably not go to normally. So I did uh, take take advantage of that uh, last night, and the food was tremendous, but, of course, very small portions. So uh, I still had to uh, stop and get a filet of fish sandwich on the way home. But uh, Geo's <laughs> just shaking his head. Uh, anyway, a couple things to talk about. Um, we'll start with a circuit, but I also want to talk about, uh, the recovery of uh, some of the South Florida casinos and, uh, poker rooms after Hurricane Irma, which, uh, really affected the region. We're still recovering from that. Uh, most people have their power back by now. Uh, most people about the middle of last week got their power back, but, uh, obviously there's going to be debris all over town for, for quite some time. Uh, I got up early this morning and then I went back to take a nap in the afternoon and, and, uh. They weren't having it because they were grinding up uh, trees and logs and stuff, so there was no way uh, I was going to do that. Anyway, uh, six, as I mentioned, uh, the sixth event is, is going on right now, and we'll give you some uh, current results. Uh, they're down to the final two players, by the way. But uh, they got underway uh, late last week, and uh, we are looking forward to uh, a great tournament coming up. It um, started on the 21st of September. We are uh, Today, as we do the show, is the 27th. And they will start the main event on the 29th and 30th, finish up on October 2nd. So uh, it's moving right along, a lot of action. Uh, The first of the... Actually, it's kind of funny because uh, the the circuit is different from, obviously, from the World Series of Poker. The events are uh, cheaper, uh, buy-ins, and, uh, you know, less huge prize money. But it is, you know, a certain uh, niche of players that likes to uh, take part in the circuit events. They award gold rings instead of bracelets. And uh, this is the first time that it's been at the Seminole Hard Rock. Uh, it was at for seven years at the uh, Palm Beach Kennel Club and uh, pretty successful there. But uh, I think it ran its course and uh, they have now moved on to the uh, Hard Rock. And they will also have an event at the Seminole Coconut Creek in February, replacing the regular event uh, that used to be played at the at the Palm Beach Kennel Club. Anyway, event number one uh, and event number two as well, uh, won by guys that aren't really regular poker players. You know, you get a lot of different types of people. You have people that do travel in. You have locals. And the first two winners were both locals from South Florida, Winning event number one was uh, Nia Velchirino Alvarez, uh, a local here in South Florida, lives in Miami Lakes and owns a trucking company. Uh, kind of a nice story there because he uh, was born in Cuba and, and uh, emigrated, immigrated to South Florida in 2002 and uh, said he had a tough time in the beginning. Kind of an interesting story, I thought, and uh, started with a single truck and now has 26 trucks and uh, has a good business going. So he's not a poker pro at all. This is just his hobby. And uh, he said he was shaking because he didn't even think there was any chance he could win. But somehow he hangs on, wins $135,000. It was a 580 buy-in, uh, the opening event. Event And uh, uh, they had over 1,600 players. So uh, congratulations to him. Uh, he wins event number one. Event two was won by Ron Levy, who's a retired accountant from Lake Worth. Another guy uh, from just up the road in Palm Beach County. And, uh, he's played poker for about 15 years. And this is his first, well, actually the second live tournament victory and his largest score today, $21,238. David Gunas was winner of event number three. He's a professional player from, uh, Boston. He doesn't usually play tournaments; more of a cash game player. He's cashed a couple times at the Foxwoods and, uh, he played three handed for quite a long time. Uh, and, uh. He ended up being the winner uh, of that one. Uh, Third-place finisher was uh, Michael Ortiz, a guy who i played with before. In fact, played in a charity event over at the Hard Rock uh, along with uh, uh, several other uh, people. And uh, it was a good tournament, and I certainly enjoyed that. And he was a fun guy. Uh, certainly uh, wanted him to win. But, of course, you know, he can't be too much of a cheer cheerleader in the press box. So David Gunas wins event number three, and then came event number four, and uh, there's more of a story to this one, but I think we're going to hold off until Joe gets back, because uh, i uh like to find out how he made a ruling on this, but the winner was uh, Tony Roberto. Uh, Tony's pretty well known, Boston Tony lives in the area, uh, and... Uh, He's a a regular professional player that plays in uh, tournaments all over the world, and uh, he wins this event. Uh, The guy I wanted to talk to, and I probably will get a chance to interview him later, but uh, third-place finisher was uh, uh, Ari Engel, who has won eight circuit rings in his career and uh, a very good player. He uh, won the uh, Aussie Millions a couple of years ago, really put himself on the map with over a million dollars in that one. Um, But... uh, he got knocked out in third place. And then the second-place finisher was Brandon Miller. Now, there's more of a story here because Brandon was feeling ill, and I, I want to talk about uh, the tournament and how they ruled it with Joe. I thought they did a fine job of handling the, uh, a tough situation. And, uh, you know, I'm not trying to tease this thing and just not get into the uh, details, but I would like to talk about it in a future show uh, in the next couple of weeks and when Joe gets back and uh, see what he thought his thoughts are about this ruling. Uh, So that's the four events that were uh, completed through last night. Uh, Today, event number five, a 365 no-limit freeze-out, 159 entries, and uh, the winner was uh, Jeffrey Higgins. So we go back from two professionals that win events three and four, and we're back to uh, a couple of amateur players that uh, play kind of like recreationally and for fun, uh, this is the first big win with uh, uh, Higgins, Jeffrey Higgins. He's from uh, Northborough, Mass. And uh, he owns most, multiple businesses, 37 years old. And uh, started playing online about uh, 10 years ago and uh, plays occasional tournaments. But uh, he was the victor in event number five. Uh, Austin Riley finished second. Stephen Bierman was third. Sean Shaw, another guy I've played in the tournament with before, finished in fourth. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of players when you look down the list that you're not really familiar with, but there's a few uh, well-known professionals, especially South Florida pros. Uh, I saw Daryl Fish playing last night and a few other guys that we've had on the show regular, so uh, the tournament is off to a great start. Event number six is underway, and uh, they are winding down to the final two players, uh, David Prosiak and John Borenstein. Now, both these guys are uh, pretty well-known in the poker world, uh, ProSiac won a big tournament here at the Seminole Hard Rock Poker Open a couple of years ago. And uh, Bornstein, big name player. But uh, Bornstein in control, of 1.4 million, 1.43 million, and ProSiac 380,000. John Holly, another South Florida player, uh, actually, I think he's from the west coast of Florida, finished in third place. So uh, it's been some pretty good action. They are also uh, underway in uh, event number eight. I guess seven is probably underway as well. I don't see any results here from that. But event number eight is a uh, $1,125 No Limit Tournament single re-entry. And uh, a lot of the local pros are are in this one. So this is the first high-priced tournament uh, in the the circuit event. And uh, we'll keep an eye on all these events as we move through. I mentioned Joe uh, out of town. uh, So... I wanted to line up uh, somebody to come in on the, in the show, but it's a little tough. The toughest part of the job for me was uh, uh, trying to line up a few interviews and maybe get somebody to come in for the show. Uh, Ari Engel was the guy I really wanted to talk to, and I did speak with him after he got knocked out in third place. But uh, he was very gracious about it. I asked him uh, for an interview, and he said uh, that he'd rather not do it right then, that he would promised he would do it later in the week. So, uh, hopefully we'll talk to him and uh, a few other players as we move on through. Let's take our first break on the show. Uh, when we come back, uh, we'll hear from Tony Burns. Now, I, now Tony was busy with a situation at the tables last night, and I wasn't able to get to talk to him, but uh, on tape. But I wanted to play the interview that we did just a few weeks ago uh, at the uh, Seminole Hard Rock Poker Open, uh, basically involving that tournament and the status of the Hard Rock and what's going on there. So. When we come back from the break, we'll head right into that interview, and then we'll be back with more of the show uh, after that. You're listening to Poker Action Line. You can always pick us up on the Hold'em Radio Network, on SoundCloud, on iTunes, or a couple other places you can pick up the show, PokerFoost podcast page, or on our website at PokerActionLine.com. We hope you'll follow us throughout the fall as we move through the season here. And we'll be back with more of tonight's show after this. This is Poker Action Line. I hope that you will try the play for free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the play for real
0: game becomes available later this year. WFO Radio NHRA Nitro is all about the NHRA Full Throttle Drag Racing Series. Join Joe at 7 p.m. Eastern each Tuesday night for the first edition of NHRA Nitro. Featuring the NHRA's Alan Reinhardt. race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally. Every Tuesday night following NHRA national events, NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime on the WFO radio application and at WFOradio.com. I'm with Tony Burns, and uh, I guess
1: with the SHRPO back again and uh, this makes like your second anniversary here, I think.
2: Yeah, this is anniversary number two, uh, started August 10, 2015 uh, with the first big four when we had Phil here and uh, here we are 2017 with uh, with Maria and Stapes and uh, another successful championship event and uh, we're down to the final five and uh, got a good group there. And it's
1: been, as you say, another success. Uh, I don't want to say a sigh of relief uh, is in order right now, but uh, you had to be some trepidation coming in because of the switch to the new room. Tell me about how the move to the ballroom affected this tournament
2: this year. Well, you know, we've been in the ballroom, but we've worked on you know half the, half space, the space. Yeah, half the space that we're used to. Uh, in the past, we've had 90 tables, and then this uh, series we had 54. But to see the numbers the way they were, and we work working off you know uh, more uh, limited space, um, you know, just a testament that. You know the players still came out. Uh, we still put on a great product, and uh, you know we're we're
1: we're already looking forward to next year. I, I think the best addition was this 10,000 tournament that went off today. It was uh, highly received, and uh, people enjoyed it. And normally, you know, if you didn't make a final big four final table, you know you're on the way out of here, headed somewhere else. But this kept people around in a couple more year tournaments, and and uh, really turned out well
2: yeah you know credit goes to the director of uh, poker Bill Mason. you know this was actually his idea. you know he said, uh, why don't we why don't we try out this 10k and throw half a million on the tail end so that you know it's all credit to Bill there because i I really didn't think about uh, that myself, and uh, it made sense um, you know and uh, I was just over there about uh, fifteen 20 minutes ago checking up on the guys. They were down to the final eighteen. Uh, some really good names were there Dan Coleman was sweating on the rail uh... colin dan smith the luckiest man in the in the world and uh... so it's great to see those guys stick around uh... we had hundred eighteen entries today which you know when you're only looking to get you know fifty one fifty two to meet the guarantee and you see that number du- more than double uh, amazing we've watched the numbers all day and just amazing turnout
1: and that was the way throughout the tournament i mean you just shattered most of the guarantees there was one little blip on the radar but uh... you know you guys did really well again uh... Um, I think people enjoy the fact that they bounce out one day; they can jump right back into something just as important the next day. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing. Is that, you know
2: you you give something that cascades, and that's the the format of the Big Four. You know, we moved the Big Four uh, the first leg to the front front end the 1100, and it was awesome to see Joe Cuther, You know, made two final tables. Uh, I'm interested. I'm interested to see how that's going to look on TV. You know, with him going back and forth between the two tables, and and uh, that was an awesome experience for him. So you know, once again, another fantastic, uh, you know, championship series,
1: and uh, once again, looking forward to 2018. You bring up Joe Kuther and uh, I think uh, the fact that he was a short stack on one table, I wonder how people were looking that, or were playing against him, and said, he may not want to play both tables at the same time, so he may be just jamming it in with the one he has a short stack.
2: Yeah, I mean, he had more equity on the, you know, the, the 5K event, and he took that uh, cooler situation, but, uh, you know, he, he played well. Uh, I think his payouts were over $90,000, so you know, great, great payday for him. You know, he uh, on his way out, he thanked for a great series, and you know, nobody likes to go out eight and nine, but he, uh, you know, he seemed to enjoy himself along with the other guys, and you know, at the end of the series, we we all the feedback, uh, you know, what what did the series do? What what did how the, was the experience for the players? And uh, we'll always continue to fine tune, listen to the players, and uh, and, and uh, get ready for the next one.
1: This is, what, the third year of the Big Four, I think, uh, and that's the first time that's happened, where you had two guy make two different final tables at the same time. Uh, I'm surprised it hasn't happened before, but I think that's kind of a commentary on the state of the game right now, that there's so many good players out there.
2: Yeah, there was a lot of hypotheticals. Hey, Tony, what happens if I uh, make it? Are you going to do this? What are you going to do for me? And I was like, you're just going to become an instant rock star. I mean, somebody that can make one final table, let alone two final tables in the same series, and I. It's First uh, person I've known to uh, live stream two final tables and uh, you know be on TV for two final tables, so I think that'll build him up a little bit, and he'll you know he'll go down as you know uh, part of his legacy, if you will. And
1: <laughs> and um, but uh,
2: yeah, we're 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 excited, you know, what what everything that uh, the Seminole Hard Rock does for poker, um, not only here in the local market but just nationally, and the guys that come from around around the world, and you know. I've been here two years now,
1: and I, I couldn't be in a better place. And
2: the future is really bright.
1: It's real bright. And when you look out of the garage and you, you see all the construction, it's pretty exciting. I know there's people, a lot of people talking, Just like, to, I want to see this tournament in 2019 or maybe before then. But 2019, 2020, the hotel, the new hotel, uh, the new paradise or whatever the shopping area might be like. I mean, this is just going through the roof. Yeah, I mean, the Seminole Hard Rock um is such
2: a, a great company to work for. You know, they care about their employees, that they invest into poker. Um and, and just to see what's going to happen in the years to come, right before our eyes, you know, you walk in every day, you're watching the tower go up little by little. Uh you're starting to feel the excitement, you know, just to think that I was here two years ago and in two more years we're gonna have this iconic tower that that's going to be able to be visual from Miami Beach from what I hear. So it's uh, yeah, it's um it's exciting times. Uh, I couldn't. I, I feel like I'm in a great spot here, and just uh, you know, like Matt Savage just walked by, and just have Matt here and, and his continued toolage, and learn what I can do to, you know, improve the tournaments, improve the guest experience. I mean, the man's been around, and um, and just to have him and Bill Mason and and some other great names that have helped my career out. It's it's definitely beneficial to everybody around.
1: I just got chills a little bit when I thought I thought about that site of you say viewing it from South Beach or wherever because I go a lot of different places and the stadiums in a town are a great view from a lot of hotels and this is takes it to a whole other level I can't even imagine what it's going to look like
2: and uh, you know time's going to tell so you know we'll see what
1: uh, we'll
2: see what uh, what the future's going to bring with it okay.
1: Did I? Did I? It? Uh, I no, I, I didn't. That was okay. you or me. Okay, uh, we're, 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 we're okay. ringing
2: and, and going from
1: all over the place. So yeah, we'll edit this part out. Yeah, okay, <laughs> uh, two two final topics. One, uh, WPT deep stacks at uh, Immacoli, uh, Seminole oh, property, okay. coming up in just a few days. Uh, I don't know if you're going to have anything to do with that, but uh, that kind of takes them to a into a, into your stratosphere a little bit.
2: Yeah, you know the WPT deep stacks. Chris Tarina, everything that he's done uh, for the brand, you know, the acquisition uh, of you know uh, from WPT to to bring them under their umbrella, and what they've done here, you know, is uh, we've set some of their records for their tour, and uh, you know the players here in South Florida have really enjoy their structure, um, the experience they bring, and they're a great partner, and you know for the seminal uh, for Seminole poker, and uh, you know they've had some great turnouts over in Immokalee and uh, I think they'll uh, I think they'll experience another good one over there.
1: They only have, I think, six or seven tables in their regular room. Will they open up a tent for that? Is that what they'll do? They have a con- uh, convention space
2: uh, to where they can put in more tables. I don't know the exact amount, but they've ran this, you know, this tournament before and uh, and had, you know, some some strong turnouts. And uh, you know, Rick uh, O'Connell over there, uh, the director of poker for Immokalee, and uh, you know, some of our traveling staff members will make it over there and and help deliver another great product for the Seminole
1: brand and, and the partnership with WPT. Yeah, and I think it's actually the third year for that, so uh, we wish them luck. Uh, last thing is the circuit event, which is uh, just around the corner now as well. Uh, late September, early October. Uh, you've had such a long-standing uh, partnership with the WPT. Does this present any problems for you guys to work with both sides of, of the two major uh, circuits? You know, no, it's, um, we're not the first top
2: to do this. Um, You know, having the WSOP, WPT, Poker 9 America. We we partner up with some of the more premier, um, you know, brands in poker. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, every brand has its following. You know, WSOP has their, um, you know, their grinders. that grind the circuit and it's going to be the first time they're going to get to experience the property. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to bring that excitement of the circuit back to South Florida. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's right around the corner. I mean, we're talking one month and, uh, you know, and then we'll have the Rock and Roll Poker open in November, November 15th through the 29th. So we're going to have three major tournaments, uh, within four months. And, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I, I'm ready to get some rest, <laughs> but no, it's I, it, you know I, I love what I do, I and um, yeah, I, I can't wait to have everybody back again here next month.
1: I know you don't have a crystal ball, but how will it be to work with those guys? Will it be different? Uh, there'll be some changes, some uh, different people to deal with uh, with, the, with the WSOP. Uh, I'm sure you guys can handle it, but uh... yeah, I don't I don't foresee any issues. I mean, um, you
2: know Jack Ethel, I've uh, I've met uh, years prior. Um, you know, we already have some talk. There's, conversations in the background with you know their structures and, and making sure that you know we implement you know some of their rules they're very very close to TDA um, so I, I don't think that the experience that anybody's going to see um, is going to be any different with the, what they're used to so yeah having the WSOP here is going to be great 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 people you know obviously we have the booth uh, we promoted this series the SHRPO series in Las Vegas this summer and so there's relationships on the back end. And, and so it's, it's nothing, you know, nobody's strangers here. And, you know, when you stop and think about the poker world and the poker market, it's, it is a small world. Yeah. And a lot of people know each other, whether they worked over at the WSOP or, you know, we, you know it's, a, it's a tight niche group. And uh, we're, we're really excited about the circuit coming
1: and in closing, uh, you, you have some time with your family. You can have some time for some rest. Will there be some time at the felt? You picked up a trophy very recently. Uh, will you get to play a little bit yourself, too?
2: No, there will be no poker in the forecast. I, right before the tournament started, I played over with my former life's main and uh, made a nice run over there. And uh, But, no, the game plan is, uh, after I wrap things up tomorrow, clean up the office, uh, get these last few tournaments out the door, I'm uh, going to take about a week off. Uh, Jason Aldean, one of my favorite country singers, is going to be in town at uh, in West Palm on Saturday. So, going to go to that uh, concert with my wife and and just enjoy being with the kids too. So, uh, my mom just drove down from Indiana today, and my sister flies in tomorrow. Um, my daughter's birthday, her third birthday, was last week, so we're gonna have a birthday party for her on Sunday. So. Lot of, you know, the week's going to go fast, but uh, I'm going to get to spend time with family and, and just relax, and when I get back, we'll we'll get prepped for the, siri- uh, the circuit in
1: uh, September. Okay, congratulations on another great job. Uh, thank you, Dave. Okay. So that's Tony Burns. Uh, that was a couple of weeks ago, uh, actually about a month ago, and uh, before the hurricane and all that stuff. So uh, uh, we will talk with Tony, I'm sure, later in this event and maybe kind of get a wrap-up on what's happening over there. But they continue to do a tremendous job, move forward. Uh, taking uh, control of a lot of the poker scene here in South Florida, and it's to be expected. Uh, but I'm very uh, curious to find out what's going to happen at the Coconut Creek Casino and Poker Room in uh, February when they give their circuit event. And I talked to a couple of the Tampa players. We'll have some of those interviews next week. I didn't have a chance to get those uh, set up, but uh, um, they are certainly uh, becoming moving into the poker scene as well over there with a brand new. Poker room. Tommy Bates is the uh, poker manager over there, and we've had Tommy on the show before. Uh, I want to talk to a couple other guys. Wally Mata is one of their uh, representatives uh, for the Seminole Hard Rock Tampa, and they are going to be hosting some tournaments down the road. I'm quite sure of that, Uh, some big-name national-type tournaments. So they are moving forward as well, and it's nice to see. Uh, As far as South Florida poker rooms, uh, things are getting back to normal. I called over at the Naples of Bonita Springs. Uh, poker Room, they've been open for about a week. Uh, they were closed for about, oh, about two weeks after the storm. They had a lot of uh, water and damage over there in uh, the naples Bonita Springs area, which is, of course, ground zero for where the storm came ashore as a Category 4 hurricane. So a lot of damage, a lot of water, and uh it took them a while to recover. But they are open once again. I checked down in Florida City at the Kings Court Key Room. And they have been open for a couple of weeks, so uh not things were not too bad down there. If you're wondering about the keys, there really is no poker in the keys itself. Uh, once you get past uh homestead in Florida City, uh there is no poker down there. So a lot of those players that live down there or lived down there in the past, I mean I live there again, I'm sorry to say, but uh they do drive up and uh go to either Florida City or or Miccosuke or all the way up to the other date rooms like uh Hylia Park. Magic City, uh, a couple other ones like that. Uh, everyone heads to the Hard Rock. It's kind of a favorite of a lot of people, but uh, they are doing very well. Obviously, all the construction going on out there, so it's fun to see uh, that moving along. And uh, a hotel that's going to be shaped like a giant guitar is uh, in uh, the beginning stages of getting ready. So uh, things will be tremendous there. And as we talked about there with Tony, the future is very, very bright. Anyway, um Nice article by Nick Sordle uh, right on top of the story as the only poker room that is not open here in South Florida is Mardi Gras. Uh, the big easy poker room there. Uh, they suffered a lot of damage from the storm. And not only, it was ba- basically a mini tornado, they're calling it. Uh, I don't know if there's such a thing. Easy for you to say, right? But uh, a tornado hit the building. They lost the roof. Uh, it's a four-story uh, uh, dog track and of course they have the poker room inside there so there was a lot of water damage coming through the roof as the uh uh water just poured in so <clears throat> it's going to have to be a major major renovation uh about a week ago they did announce that they would try to open the poker room in two weeks so we got about another week for that but i checked over there they are not in play yet and uh we'll keep an eye on that one they have a lot of interesting promotions over there and uh Certainly look forward to them getting back in action. I do play some of the free rolls over there, which I enjoy, and uh, hope they get back to action real soon. But Nick uh, wrote a story about, uh, it was entitled, If a Storm Knocks Down a Rival Casino, Are Customers in Play? Now, the the stakes uh, are a lot larger on the uh, slot side of the room, and uh, that's a lot of the focus is there. So a lot of this story is about, uh, you know, casino business, but uh, there's been some complaints from Mardi Gras Gras president Dan Atkins that uh, Gulfstream Park has uh, tried to steal a lot of their customers. They basically uh, opened uh, themselves up for uh, coupons that uh, Mardi Gras prints up and sends out to their customers and said that anybody brings a Mardi Gras free play uh, coupon in, we will honor it. And, uh, you know, some people think that's uh, not uh, fair play. Uh, but you know let's face it uh these casinos have gone head to head three hundred sixty five days a year for about uh seven or eight years, and they're going to take any advantage that they can so i'm not surprised and and uh you know I, I really don't find fault with it to be honest you're always trying to do things to uh to take the competitors regulars that enjoy playing at one place uh whether it's putting up a billboard two blocks from uh a different casino so that uh, your advertisements are are sure to be seen by them as they enter the room. Or uh, the promotions that are such huge competition down there that we talk about all the time, the uh, rising uh, Bad Beat jackpots, the rising uh, high-hand payouts and jackpots. Uh, The competition is just immense here in South Florida, no question about it. And, uh, you know, Gulfstream Park has obviously benefited. And uh, Dania Highly also, uh, the, the casino at Dania Beach, which it is called now, has uh, picked up a lot of customers. I've been working over there on the highlights side, but I see a lot of people coming in uh, playing poker there that that uh, are regulars at, uh, at Mardi Gras. And as long as it's closed, they will continue to find a place to play and continue now. Uh, it's up to the casinos that are trying to attract that business to do a great job of customer service, uh, to have great promotions, Uh, To have a nice, clean facility, a fair game, and uh, have those people, when they find a a new place, even if they expect it to be temporary at one point, uh, may end up making that uh, their home as well. So, interesting article, Miami Herald. You can pick it up uh, uh, online at herald.com. And uh, I don't think there's a big problem with it, but uh, they did cap the free play offer at Gulfstream at $250 and uh seems a little disingenuous to me to to hear uh Danny Atkins complaining because uh you know he would do the same thing in a second if the uh tables were turned but uh they will hopefully open soon and we'll see what happens uh Atkins was quoted as saying well when we reopen we're going to just going to go back and start kicking their ass again which is also kind of funny because over the last year Mardi Gras did um uh, raise or uh bringing a little bit more revenue 51 million but Gulfstream Park was right behind with 50 million so uh pretty even in a lot of business and uh the move really has fired him up he says uh, it's so sad when you have a community that's battered and someone feels like now's the time to be an opportunist it's indicative of their nature and that's okay with me he says so uh, we'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, Gulfstream was a, was a sponsor of the show for a long time. And uh, I certainly don't fault, uh, you know, the people there, whether it's the uh, poker room or the uh, casino side of the business, that it's really going to try to take advantage while they have an opportunity. So we'll, hear, we'll see what happens. Uh, the uh, slots over there at, at Mardi Gras are not going to be open in two weeks. That's going to be quite a while, at least a month from what I've heard and possibly even longer. Anyway, the local business certainly is is something we keep an eye on here, and we'll see how the competition unfolds there. Let's take our second break in the show. We'll be back with more when we return. We'll talk about uh, the Borgata, which ended last week when we were on the air, and uh, a few other things that are going on in the world of of poker, including that... uh, That fouled out in Los Angeles, a pretty crazy situation. I'm sure we'll be talking about that for many weeks to come. But we'll get to all that stuff when we return. You're listening to Poker Action Line, and we'll be back with more of the show after these messages. This is Poker Action Line. And welcome to today's lottery drawing. Good luck. And here's today's
2: winning numbers. First one up, it's not yours. Second one, not yours. And another number that's not yours. Okay,
0: this is one number that's yours. It's a five, but you don't get any money for that. And the final number is not yours. Yep, so chances are you're not going to hit the lottery anytime soon. Don't get us wrong. The lottery can be fun every now and then. Just please don't rely on it for your future savings. How about this? Brew your own coffee at home instead of buying that latte every day. Brown bag it to work instead of ordering in. Ride your bike instead of buying all that gas. These changes alone can save you thousands a year. Thousands. Small changes today, big bucks tomorrow. Feed that piggy bank. Go to feedthepig.org for more free ideas on how to save. Feed the pig. Org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council.
1: Back on the show, Big Dave uh, and no Joe tonight. Joe will be back uh, not next week, but the following week. He's actually uh, got a couple weeks off doing some family stuff and I uh, uh, look forward to getting Joe back uh, soon. Next week, we're going to have a uh, guest by phone. Uh, Christy Wilson, who, uh, has a company called Poker Refugees that basically came about right after Black Friday as she, uh, found a niche to develop a business to help out people, poker players, actually, that were, uh, wanted to continue to play online poker, but since they could in the, it, not in the U.S. at that time, uh, the, basically a couple of the places to go were Costa Rica, uh, Rosita, Rosarita, Mexico, I should say. Uh, Toronto, Canada, and uh, other countries where they could play online poker and uh, continue to make a living. A lot of people were making a very good living at the time and, and were desperate to keep playing, but really didn't know how to set themselves up in a foreign country. So uh, she had some ideas, having lived there in, uh, I believe, Costa Rica. We'll talk more about it with her next week. She, I think she's originally from Jacksonville. And uh, she created a whole business helping poker players reestablish their lives in another country. And uh, certainly there's a lot of things involved. And if you have someone to help you that uh, basically knows the ropes a little bit, it's certainly a lot easier. So uh, we look forward to talking with Christy Wilson next week uh, and see how things are going for her business seven years down the road. Probably didn't think it would last that long. Figured that uh, online poker would return to the United States and she could go back to doing whatever she was doing before. But we'll find all about uh, her situation next week. Look forward to talking with her. Uh, the Borgata tournament was on last week. Uh, they were finishing up with a final table. Uh, Cliff Josephy, uh, the big name at the final table. Uh, and they finished a the tournament. Uh, Josephy ends up finishing fifth in that one. And this was the Borgata Fall Open, which is uh, part of the WPT, uh, first place prize, uh, $789,000, with a field of 1132 for uh, the tournament. And the winner was uh, Guo Lang Chen, uh, who uh, is a local player up there in the uh, Borgata, and a uh, very popular win, a nice guy that was liked uh, very well. And uh, he is the winner of that tournament. Uh, Gregory Weber finished second. Ja Lu took third. Matt Perry was fourth. Cliff Josephy Fifth. And Thomas Paul rounded out that final table. Anyway, that was uh, taped for uh, season 16 of the WPT, and we will get a chance to see that later in the year. Um, We were talking about that tournament quite a bit uh, last week, and uh, we wanted to give you those final results. Uh, the other thing to mention is the uh, issue at the Gardens Casino. Uh, as I mentioned, they're a uh, smaller casino. was known previously as Hawaiian Gardens, now just Gardens Casino. It's in the Los Angeles area. And uh, they came up with the idea for this tournament a uh, called the Gardens Casino Poker Classic. And event number two was a million-dollar guarantee. And uh, in order to try to uh, reach the guarantee, they had 14 opening sessions over a seven-day period. Actually, I think it was a six-day period, the 16th through the 22nd. And uh, they, uh, actually, that is is seven days. So two each day uh, were scheduled from the very beginning. Uh, There was people that posted about it because the players were very angry when they they realized they were probably not going to make their guarantee. Uh, What they did was they added, after the fact five more opening sessions, which is just really, you know, basically something that you don't do. I mean, you have a tournament schedule, you adhere to it, the players decide if they want to play based on the rules, and you don't change midstream. So obviously, in the beginning, they were had some low turnouts at some of the opening events, uh, and they added a couple of days. So they posted it halfway through the tournament. In fact, uh, on uh, the 20th, Tournament started on the 16th. On the 20th, they announced that there is a remaining schedule with three added flights, including an extra one on Friday, the 22nd, which was at 6 p.m. Then uh, they had two more on Saturday and Sunday. Now that was scheduled to be day two and day three of the tournament. So here's what obviously what happens is players make their plans because they're off on the weekend. They may even want to enter, uh, you know, at the start of day two, uh, play on the weekend when they're off. They change the days of day two and day three to Monday and Tuesday. So now that cuts out a lot of people. Plus, you have players who've already qualified for day two in the early days, uh, the 16th or the 19th, and now two more days before they can come back and play a day two. So the outcry was immediate and and, and extremely angry. Players posting on uh, probably 2 plus 2 as well, but I I saw some of the stuff on um, a a site called Poker Fraud Alert. Uh, One of the players uh, posted saying, I will never go back there. They never host relevant tournaments and this was their only chance for me. A player from Arizona who came in. And uh, Matt Glantz uh, who was involved with Poker Night in America, which was uh, filming the uh, the main event uh, later on in the, in the, in the uh, series, uh, was very upset as well. Extremely disappointed was the way he put it. Uh, he said the decision to add flights to the $1 million guaranteed event is very disappointing to me personally. I'm confident I've done all I can in private talks with management to change that, but I did not. Uh, important to note, Poker Night in America is a production company that has no input whatsoever. So anybody that found fault with them is uh, barking up the wrong tree. Uh, So they were, uh, you know, trying to explain themselves. But uh, basically it didn't help them because there were players that were so angry that they weren't going to go back and play the events, and they basically destroyed their own tournament. So, uh, you know... uh, We've seen that happen We've, where where there's been overlays. In fact the Seminole Hard Rock a couple of years ago when they had a ten million dollar tournament, the Seminole Hard Rock Poker Open, only had an eight million dollar prize pool, took it in the shorts for about two million dollars and they paid it out and uh, they had to do it. Uh this way uh this this company decided that uh you know they weren't gonna they didn't want to take a loss, they were gonna do anything they can to try to avoid losing money. Uh it's it's uh Obvious to note that uh, other places have done it as well. Matt Savage, uh, who is a competitor of the uh, Gardens Casino, he works at Commerce. He said, uh, "Just there was an $1,100 event last week that produced an overlay of roughly $100,000." So, uh, other players or other uh, casinos, I should say, poker rooms, I should say, have bit the bullet and paid it out and uh, realized that they don't want to uh, to destroy their reputation. Uh, Mac Verstandig, who's a well-known poker lawyer, said it's deeply concerning. A licensed gaming establishment would so dramatically changed the circumstances of a tournament, and we are actively exploring whether or not those alterations run afoul of com- consumer protection. So there will obviously be done, something done uh, as the, uh, I'm sure the Gaming Commission will step in. Uh, they have a chance to, of losing their license, I would say. There's no question about that. And, uh, you know, we will see what happens when there's a final decision. But it's really blown up in their face, and, uh, you know, it's pretty crazy. Um, One of the posters, they had a great post about it, uh, kind of explained the whole situation to everybody, Um, you know, that not only did they add the five flights and move the day two and day three back by two days, but they started running more satellites to let people get their way into the tournament, prop up the numbers, Uh, And as he says, this is completely unethical and violates the entire concept of a guarantee. You know, a lot of players base their decision on how to play by looking at the guarantee and certainly welcome an overlay as a chance to, uh, you know, earn money that uh, is not put in by other players in the tournament. And uh, just to extend the starting days until they eliminate an overlay uh, is simply inexcusable. So we'll see what happens. Uh, no emergency involved here, an act of God or a weather uh, thing that, that uh, simply would be able to allow them to move the tournament. And uh, uh, We'll see what happens. Uh, this other poster said, if you cannot afford to deal with a big overlay, then you shouldn't be running and promoted guaranteed tournaments. Uh, ten flights into the event, uh, these changes were announced. So uh, a lot of people, in fact, I saw Nipun Java, who we uh, had an interview with on the show a few weeks ago, when he was down here in south florida he begged other players to uh to avoid this uh, casino from here out and uh I, I can't blame him for that so uh we'll see what happens uh you know it's not the it's not the tournament directors you can't uh, fault the staff it's basically management who uh from what i've heard have pulled similar uh, shenanigans in the past uh trying to become big time and really uh, I don't know. It really is not going to happen now for them, and they might as well shut the doors as far as I'm concerned. Uh, a lot of people that play there all the time certainly uh, you know, may continue to do so, but they have lost the big tournament uh, reputation that is so important, and I think the, the Hard Rock has realized that over the years. There's no question about that, and they have developed a, a super – uh, reputation, even if it cost them two million dollars one year. so uh, obviously you're in the business to uh, to make money, but uh, you know I think they uh, bit off more than they could chew and that's uh, gonna be a problem for them. Okay, final break on the program when we return, we'll finish things up for the show. Uh, I don't know we'll come up with something here when we come back, but you're listening to poker action line. Joe uh, will' be back in two weeks. Next week, we'll have Christy Wilson on, and we'll try to maybe line up another uh, in-studio host, and we'll see what happens over the next couple of weeks. Uh, But this is Poker Action Line, and we'll be back to finish up the show when we return. This is
0: Poker Action Line.
1: and the play-for-real game becomes available later this year. Final segment on the program, Poker Action Line, Big Dave Lemon. Flying solo tonight, and uh, certainly we'll uh, look forward to having Joe back. I tell you what, this is uh, harder than I thought it would be. Anyway, uh, uh, one other note I wanted to mention about a local casino that uh, took some grief over the last uh, couple of weeks is the Isle Casino. And uh, this is nothing similar, or I don't even want to put it on the same level as the Garden situation, but they were hosting a tournament uh, last Friday um, which was uh, a $570 buy-in. I'm sorry, the $2500 buy-in called the Single Day Series. And uh, they have uh, they had had a satellite set up. They had a series of satellites, but uh, they had a, a $570 satellite uh, two days before. And uh, at one point, with maybe a few minutes uh, to go, several minutes to go before the tournament, there was like no entries for this satellite, and they had promised to give away three seats. So basically, it would cost them. 570 times 3 about $1,700. Uh, so it got closer and closer, and they had very few players that weren't going to make up the, enough money to cover those seats, which meant that they would have to pay for those seats themselves. And three minutes before the tournament started, supposedly they canceled the satellite. Now, there were a few players. I don't know how many players were actually entered in the tournament. It couldn't have been just more than a handful. So... They figured, well, there's only a few players, and it's going to make a difference. But immediately in today's social media, it got out there again, and the criticism began. And, uh, you know, the decision was a bad one, no question about it. So uh, on their on their website, uh, their blog, actually, they did post a uh, an apology to the players. They said the decision to remove the event from the day's schedule was not in the best interest of the players, In order to show our appreciation for the South Florida poker community, which has meant so much to the success of the Isle Poker Room, we have decided to rectify the situation during the Isle Poker Open, which is uh, October 4th through the 31st. Uh, The third installment of the single day series, this was the second installment that was scheduled this past weekend, uh, will be run during that series and will be boasting a guarantee for the first time of $100,000, a 570 satellite Into the event has been added to the secondary event schedule and will be rake free for all that enter. And we will also offer five guaranteed seats. So they're trying to make it up to the players. I'm not sure if that's uh, sufficient or not. Um, You know, a lot of players don't really care if the tournament's rake free or not. There are many that uh, know that that's a good value, and it's important to, uh, you know, professional players who play on a regular basis. But uh, they closed their little apology by saying, "We look forward to seeing everyone over the course of the next four weeks." As over 11, or I'm sorry, 1.1 million dollars in guaranteed prize money will be awarded during the Isle Open, and that's a guarantee. So, <laughs> I don't know. I, I want to get Joe's uh, information on that. By the way, they did have the single day series with or without the satellite, and Jonathan Jaffe was the winner of that one. Uh, pretty interesting. Uh, tournament with a lot of big name locals. Corey burbick I think finished second. Uh Andrew Touchette I know was fourth. And Ian O'Hara was third. So a lot of those are all big name players here from South Florida that play on a national basis. And so it did attract people um who probably bought indirectly, didn't even bother playing a satellite, but uh they will uh continue things there and hope that the apology was sufficient and doesn't cost them any business. The Isle open by the way. I mentioned October 4th through the 31st. Uh, they have a 175 buy-in event with a hundred thousand guarantee, in for event number one, and they will also have uh, an $1,100 tournament, a 360 buy-in with a 200,000 guarantee. The $1,100 has a 150,000 guarantee, and the main event will be a 500,000 guarantee with a $1,500 buy-in. So. Uh, Should be kind of interesting, and now with that added single-day series, $2,500 buy-in. Should be a pretty good series over there, and we'll see what happens. There's also a senior event with a $175 buy-in, a uh, a limit Omaha 8 or better high-low event for 150 dollars And they will have the introduction of the Goliath stack, which is a new tournament with $35,000 starting units for a 10000 guaranteed event. Also, satellites and the full schedule, you can check that out on the IELTS website. So um, we'll see what happens. Uh, Again, I wanted to point that out. Uh, Certainly things uh, need to be talked about among the poker community. Uh, If there's not an outcry, then they'll just get away with it. So uh, I'm glad that people said something, and we'll hope that it doesn't happen again. Anyway, uh, that's going to do it for okay, the can, show for us tonight. Oh, hold it.
0: Can you? Uh, I guess from a non-poker point of view, why wouldn't they just take the loss for this one time and just either not do these guarantees again? Because in today's world of social media and exactly. instant gratification, no. just... Even if it's two or three people out there tweeting negative comments, it's going to be
1: yeah, you have a to, lot
0: worse for these places. You, like, I don't you, have to look,
1: you have to look at the PR side. You know, there's no question about that. Uh, reputation is what brings in business a lot of times. Uh, and when there's any hint of impropriety, uh, players are not going to play there. I guess the point is you know it's a business that's uh, trying to uh, make a profit and uh, you take a big loss one day you know 1700 is not going to hurt the aisle. they do 11 million dollars a month in casino business uh terrible decision on their part hawaiian gardens on the other hand or the gardens casino uh trying to step into the big time maybe we're going to take a big loss and couldn't afford it uh figured maybe nobody would notice i don't know what what their uh plan was but obviously they have completely blown any chance to to be one of the big boys there's no question about
0: that yeah i would imagine so just on reputation alone and this just sitting here from what i've learned about poker from you guys it would seem that it's worth, especially that $1,700, just take the hit.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because
0: the negative P- P- PR and publicity is just not worth $1,700.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of times players are, not players, but uh, management has been around the business for years before social media. They probably did things like this all the time. I mean, you had, I don't know exactly, but let's say seven players entered the tournament uh, before it was canceled. Uh, you know, 15 minutes before there was nobody entered, then there was maybe seven players. So you know that maybe a few more are going to show up after you start. But you cancel a tournament, seven people are maybe unhappy, and then they just, when other players come in and want to enter you just tell them, well, it was canceled, you know. Um, So they figure that small of a number, there's not going to be much of an outcry. But people get upset. Uh, They don't like the way it's uh, dealt with, and it's really not the money. It's the principle.
0: And I think... What you said there is really it. I think some of these guys that are old school and have been around a long time, maybe 10 years ago, you get away with that and you anger five, even 10 people and no one finds out. Exactly. But today you upset one person and they're on social media and then somebody else that knows that person picks up on that and immediately it's been retweeted to 100 or 200 people.
1: Right. It's like the old story about the restaurant. If you have a good meal, you might tell one other person. If you have a bad meal or a bad experience, you tell 6 or 7. You tell everyone. Exactly. <laughs> Stay so, away from there. So, yeah, it's it's strictly business and uh it's uh, that's embarrassing for them to have done that and I don't think it's I don't think they would recover from that. Now, the aisle, that was a much smaller situation. Really hasn't been out there uh among the media too much yet. Uh maybe there will be at some point, but they did issue an apology and and know they made a mistake. So, right. uh I guess I,
0: it'll be good when Joe comes back to get management perspective of what absolutely. inspires someone to just not, like you said, the Hard Rock took a few million dollar hit, but everybody said that, hey, the Hard Rock, they took a hit and they're probably not going to do this again, but they did the right thing. Exactly.
1: And uh, it's it's come back to them uh, tenfold, you know, I mean, year after year they have great tournaments in uh, one of the most popular places around the country, so, uh, you know it's again this is these are decisions, good and bad decisions out in the business world, and you've you got to live with what you do so anyway that 's going to do it for tonight's show we'll uh, love to have Joe back and comment on that, and also on another situation that was at the Hard Rock last night and how the management handled it in conjunction with the World Series of poker. I want to talk about that at a later time as well, but uh, not enough time to get to that tonight anyway, uh, thanks for being with us, and uh, we'll hope you join us next week when we have Christy Wilson on for Poker Refugees and uh, some interviews from the Seminole Hard Rocks World Series of Poker Circuit event uh, with the main event getting underway September 29th and 30th and ending on October 2nd. So we'll have all those results next week for you as well. Thanks for being with us, and we'll catch you next week on another edition of Poker Action Lot.
0: The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies.